One day, the great Michelangelo attracted a crowd of spectators as he worked. One child in particular was fascinated by the sight of chips of marble flying and the sound of mallet on chisel. The master was shaping a large block of white marble. Unable to contain her curiosity, the little girl inquired, what are you making? He replied, there's an angel in there and I must free it. Every Christian, all of us, is handed a large, cold, marble block to work on across our lives. And it's called faith. Each of us has the gifts and duty to take the mallet and chisel in our hand and set to work. Faith is not the goal. Faith is the means. The work of faith is the means to create a beautiful work of art, a life worthy of heaven in Christ Jesus. Faith is also the means by which we live a beautiful life and thereby attract so many others to heaven. So our faith is this work that not only helps us, but it helps others. But to do this, we must allow God, the master artist, to guide the work of our faith. For it is really only by God's providential hand that we will arrive in heaven and bring along with us others. Now, when an entire parish, let alone each of us as parishioners, understands this image and work of faith, then all that God wants to accomplish and the mission of the parish is possible. As each Christian does his or her work and duty of faith. Duty. Perhaps this is something of what Jesus means in today's gospel from Luke 17. When he speaks about the power and obligation of faith. For some of us. Obligation has become a four-letter word in general in our society. But obligation of faith? I'm obliged? Yes. Our faith can move mountains if we allow our faith to do what God intends our faith to do rather than what we think our faith should or not do. So along these lines, Jesus says... When you have done all that you have been commanded, say we are unprofitable servants. We have done what we were obliged to do. You see, Jesus recognizes the importance of duty. Some of us have just sloughed that duty off and said, I'm the master of my own life and stopped acknowledging we have a duty of faith. Jesus recognizes the importance of this duty, simply and effectively doing what we are obliged to do. If we do the duty and then the subsequent work of faith, we can create something beautiful with God that ultimately leads us and others into the household of God forever, where then God will care for our every need. But we want to get ahead of ourselves. We want all of our needs cared for now, and heaven too. That's not the way it works. 
For the past five years, you have heard me ask about money from the pulpit very little. In fact, just three times a year. The first, once a year, in the spring at the bishop's annual appeal to support our diocese, which, by the way, thank you, we met our goal. Number two, for the occasion of a special capital campaign for major facility needs. And we'll do that every five or six years here. And number three, now, for in the fall, our parish's annual offertory drive, which we call the Stewardship of Treasure. And now is the time for our annual Stewardship of Treasure drive. But before you tune out, I want to encourage you to take a close listen. Listen. Because in the story of stewardship, you, the parishioners of St. Francis, directly control the outcome of your stewardship. As we keep in mind the work and duty of faith and caring for the master's household, while it is within our ability to care for his church as his stewards. So let's just look at a few things that we have accomplished together, we have accomplished together in the last five years. We went from offering faith formation through RCIA for about six adults to a robust adult faith formation program that served over 1,400 people last year. We went from declining enrollment to growth across all grade levels in our school. We took our building, buildings from a state of deterioration to a state of restoration. We renovated our sanctuary and adoration chapel behind it to further enhance the beauty of our liturgies and facilitate our worship of God. We have returned to a pre-pandemic level of attendance at Mass, something unfortunately only a few of our parishes in the diocese have accomplished to date. And we continue to grow our youth and young adult programs. And this doesn't begin to reflect what the Holy Spirit is doing in each of our souls served by our parish and our school. Well, just imagine if we could see all of those blessings too. Despite the pandemic, Despite the decline in Christianity in our nation and the rise of the nuns, the so-called people who, when asked what faith you have, they respond, none. We here at St. Francis de Sales are indeed countercultural. We're bucking the, the, the cultural trends of our time. We are growing and thriving as a Christian community. And this is happening even in a time when we're seeing the results of an alarming social shift in values and morality and priorities in our country. And it's happening because of your faith and your generosity and your pledges of support to renew our church. Thank you so much for the sacrifices you have made. I look around and I see a lot of good here around our parish and school and right here at Mass. Many people in the pews, many young families, longtime parishioners who have been attending here all of your lives and have been faithful. And those who have been away for a while are now back. Just to name a few. 
But looking out into this congregation, I can't help but wonder who we do not see. Some of us look around and we no longer see our friends or our classmates that we went to public school with or Catholic school with. No longer here. Cousins, brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles, children, maybe even fathers and mothers no longer sitting in the pews next to you. We want them there. You want them here. We long for them here. And who else will leave? Look around at the many new young families here at Mass, just here at the 11 a.m. Mass. Just please take a moment to look around. Will these children, your children, be here or in any Catholic church 10 years from now, 20 years from now? This reality is sobering and reminds us that our work is not yet done. And so we ask, how can I make a difference? I ask myself that question, how can I make a difference? And God answers, you were born for such a time as this. That is his answer to all of us. And not just for me as a priest, you were born for just this time and space in our history of humanity and of our country and of everyone around you. This is how God answers all of us. Just as in today's second reading from 2 Timothy chapter 6, St. Paul exhorts us. This is what he says. Listen. Bear your share of hardships and guard the rich trust with the help of the Holy Spirit that dwells within us. You see, Jesus gave this task to us for this time and place. He could have put you anywhere in history and in any time, any, any space. But he put me and he put you here right now in Newark, in this church today to do his work, his work, to bear the burden and the great calling and continue to guard the rich trust that he has given to us to restore his church and expand his kingdom into the lives of all of his people. To double down on our efforts rather than to rest on our laurels. Oh, I was raised Catholic. With the do, right? What are you doing with your faith now and in the future? What does this practically mean for us? Three things today. First, as your pastor, I need help. In addition to my duties here, running a parish and a school, many of you know I'm also performing many duties for our bishop as one of his Episcopal vicars. In fact, there are three of us priests who are Episcopal vicars. I look after one-third of our diocesan priests, parishes, and schools now. 
with ongoing changes in our diocese that are now and coming up in the next few years with Real Presence, Real Future, this has only gotten busier. I work sometimes during my day off and late into the evenings. This is not sustainable. I'm grateful to Deacon Eric, our senior leadership team members, our staff, for all they have taken on. But there are many things only a priest can do. We truly need for our parish a parochial vicar. What, another term of it is an associate pastor, a second priest here at St. Francis de Sales. And there's a possibility that we could get a second priest, an associate here. The other two vicars are just as busy as I am. In fact, probably busier because they're in bigger parishes. Uh, they have parochial vicars. So there's a possibility that we could get a parochial vicar, the bishop told me recently. But in order to this, for this to happen, we must show that we can financially support an additional priest in our parish budget without taking away from our ministries and our normal operations from day to day. Thus, I'm asking everyone, all of you, our parishioners, to consider making a pledge to reasonably increase your offertory giving for the coming year, 2023, so we can fund an additional priest. And then a year from now, I'm not having a heart attack and stroke, right? And dying. Please keep this in mind, though. You may or may not know this. The parish, not the diocese, the parish directly pays the salary of a priest out of the parish budget and his medical insurance and his benefits and his room and board at the rectory and contributes to a third of his retirement. Getting another priest here would be huge for us and for me. It would double the priestly presence across the parish and give me some much needed relief. Given everything that we are doing here as a parish, I believe our bishop would support sending us an associate pastor, but we have to first see if we can afford it. And this is up to you. This is completely in your hands. That's why I'm asking everyone to make a pledge, even those who give to the offertory in an unidentifiable way, meaning in cash, that everyone make a pledge. So at the end of this drive, we can add it up and see if it's enough, and then I can go back to the bishop and let him know, yea or nay. Second, we must take care of our resources, which are our people. And specifically, friends, our staff are one of the greatest assets that we have here. They ensure the execution of our mission and the care of our parish and school campus and all of its ministries and operations. Without a staff that is high-functioning like ours is and capable, we would not see the successes we have to date, let alone in the speed with which we have seen them. We know our staff are not working for the church for the high income or accolades, but all of them are missionary in their service. And you've heard me say this before, about half, a little less than half of them are unpaid. 
So maybe they are retired or their husband or wife works and they've got 20, 30, some of them 40 hours a week that they give to us unpaid where they're doing a work of a staff member. We couldn't run our parish without them. Likewise, couldn't run our parish with all the other staff who are paid a modest salary and pay rate. Staff members are compensated far less than what they would be working in the public sector. The unfortunate news for us and them is that the cost of living are rising. We're all aware that the current inflation rate is 8.5% compared to 1.2% in 2020. I fear that if we don't take care of our parish's most precious resource by endeavoring to try to keep up with inflation, we could lose some of them. Thus, as you consider your pledge to our offertory for 2023, please keep our staff and all that they do in your hearts. Third, the work we do in our ministries is so vital today. This work is life-changing and life-saving. Those who are not sitting in the pews besides us needs the gospel more than ever. We want to bring them back. We also want to ensure everyone who is already here continues to be engaged and has multiple opportunities for you to grow in your faith. We can only accomplish these goals through our evangelization and discipleship opportunities, our adult faith formation ministry, family ministries, prayer and discernment opportunities, and young adult faith formation and youth formation events, all of which take money for us to fund them and all of which comes from our offertory. Please keep in your hearts all the ways people are being fed spiritually in our parish as you consider your pledge to the offertory for 2023. These are a few of the most important and practical steps for the next year that will ensure growth and sustainability here at St. Francis de Sales. We need your help. Will you, as St. Paul taught us, bear your share of the hardship and guard this rich trust with the help of the Holy Spirit that dwells here at St. Francis? This coming week, we'll mail you a packet with a letter from me along with an offertory commitment form. A flock note will be released later this week with a digital copy of the letter and a link for the online commitment form. So you can fill out a paper copy or an electronic copy. As you receive these communications, please prayerfully consider making a reasonable gift in your pledge. I'm not going to tell you how much that is. Only you know how much that can be. We just ask that it be in proportion to our needs to help us continue to fund our mission and our ministries, but also our staff and an additional priest for 2023. And if you don't give to the offertory or you give in an unidentifiable way in cash, and that's been your tradition, please, please, please consider making a pledge so that we know how much is going to come in and we know if we can move forward with these plans. So please make a pledge and giving to the parish on a regular and reliable basis. Along those lines, to make all of our giving regular and reliable, I don't know if you already know this or if you've done this in the past, but please consider giving to our offertory through electronic transactions. I don't know if you know this, but close to 70% of our parishioners 
who give to our parish do so through electronic means. I have never seen a parish do that before. 70%. It ensures regular and consistent support to our parish. But no matter how you give, through your generosity, we, you, can help us make a difference in the lives of so many people. Next weekend, you will find an annual offertory of treasure report at the doors for you to pick up. We will also send it through our flock notes. Inside, you'll find our annual financial report from last year, stories, photos, and commentary on the successes of this past year, and a financial plan for the work we intend to continue in the coming year. I invite everyone to look through the pages of this booklet as you consider how you are being called to financially support St. Francis. And then in two weeks, the weekend of October 15th and 16th, is our Stewardship of Treasure Commitment Weekend. When you come to Mass, you'll be invited to come up and place your commitment in the basket at the foot of the steps in the, uh, here in our sanctuary. Or even better, you can use the online link to make your annual pledge and then use that paper copy just right on Made My Pledge on, Online. And you can take that paper copy and bring it up here. No matter how large or small your gift I ask you to partner with us once again so that we can fulfill the mission Christ has given to us, his church. You and I were born for such a time as this. Let's keep the momentum and mission going.